0: Hey there! Are you looking to take your family life to the next level? One where you're in charge and free to set your own hours? You've come to the right place. Each and every week, we share the highs, lows, ups, and downs as we grow our businesses from zero to hero. Welcome to the Nights and Weekends Podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace.
1: How are things? Things are good. How are things with you?
0: Uh, things are fine, man. Just, uh... Trudging, trudging these days. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's fine, but it's it's uh, it's plenty,
1: plenty of work. Is it still growing, or is it like a plateau that you're? A t- oh A no, plateau man. It's of crazy. mode. We, <laughs> I,
0: I tell you, we got um. So Paul Jarvis is one of our customers, right? And we got feet. He wrote up a you know how and why I podcast.
1: Yep, I saw that article. It was a and good plug. Then
0: Yes, great in medium. And then that got syndicated to Huffington post and the next web and Inc. com. So our, uh, our shit has been ringing off the hook. Congrats.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean,
0: it's good. You know, it's good news. Bad is you can't, you can't rightly start up, you know, five shows in a week. So it's been, uh, it's been kind of challenging. Um, but just it's a lot of the same stuff we talk about. Yeah. So how are you going to scale that? Um, we, we the team is we hired another writer, which was the big kind of linchpin. So the, we're fine scaling wise. It's just the amount of work, you know, it's like even though you have the people, the amount of work is really something. Right. Um, so it's 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 very challenging it's very challenging and it's um, it's tough it's tough to just sort of like I don't know what the right word is all of the customer service is really challenging that's the hardest part like having 30 shows worth of requests and specifications is really challenging for everybody yeah um, so that's the that's the hardest part, really is you know between Becky and I, Becky's the girl that's lady that's pretty much full time with us now or is full time with us, you know doing doing the production work is you know how does she stay sane while we're doing all this work um and how do I get her set up to be as successful as she can be, and all the time doing as much as we can to keep the customers happy, and then I think at some point, kind of saying. You know, hey, dude, you're just fucking nuts. You know, yeah. I can't, I, I can't, I can't You know, assuage every whim, um, which is tough because then, you know, then people start saying, "Well, you know, hey, it's kind of what I pay you for." Um,
1: yeah, that's uh, that's my day job, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so- tough. I
0: mean, that's that's the. So, that's this the challenge this, this of scanner service, right?
1: Becky was her name. Do you, do you have enough to keep her busy like full time or is she doing you and other people? And... No,
0: no, no. She's full time, man.
1: Wow. 30,
0: I mean, 30, 35 hours a week. Yeah.
1: I'd like yeah. to talk at some point how, or if you given any thought to how you develop like a uh, company culture. I, I don't know if that's the right word for the stage you're at, but I guess it is, right? I mean, w- have you given any thought to, you know, how you relate to these people as people, you know, since you got full-timers now, it's different than just like an outsource guy that you use 3 hours a week. This is like a real real company. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, we um
1: we have, you know,
0: we have our things. We we use Slack a lot and that keeps the the velocity of communication up. Her and I talk on the phone at least once a week. Um and we had our first sort of group meeting. We did a Google Hangout with me and the audio editors and and her about three weeks ago. Okay. It was good. You know, shared some sort of best practices and things we want to keep in mind and these sorts of things. Um, so it was good, but uh, it was um, just the first step, I guess. Yeah, so it's... Um, it's it's emotionally more challenging than anything I think the logistics of it are, are pretty decent but just the emotions of like all of these needs all yeah. at once and even though Becky handles the majority of of the volume um you know I get I only get the bad ones I guess you know so like there's somebody that's mad because something was messed up you know whatever I mean I'm sorry real. I really am but you know I don't I don't directly control the product. I control the people, if you will. I manage the people that control the product. And they're doing the best they can, right? Yeah. So, like, um, you know, we've messed some things up, and people are understanding because we fix them quickly. um, and, and we're trying to get things to people sooner so that they can them themselves if they want. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's... That's an important part of any service business, right um, yeah, you know listening to the bootstrap with kids podcast Scott was talking about the same kind of deal with his web development company. I deal with that in my day job mm-hmm. and you and you're there too it's you know nothing's nothing's perfect anything touched by human hands it's never gonna be perfect so um I guess you just kind of have to plan for that so maybe plan in your schedule time for you know a fix here and there and then um learn how to apologize effectively. <laughs>
0: Yeah and kind of just say you know almost you know this is what it is right
1: we'll, we'll give
0: it to you before you publish it if you care that much you should listen to it
1: Yeah I mean um if if you're good
0: with you know it it's a podcast it's not ESPN radio Yeah then the second you get it you can publish it or you're you should be good with us publishing it the second we're done with it Um and you know honestly I mean you, you it's like the eighty twenty thing you you remember twenty percent of the headaches and they create eighty percent of of your stress. unfortunately, the vast majority that, of our customers don't ever say shit. We have some that are just like constant, and I should probably just fire them
1: yeah you you know unfortunately the eighty twenty thing works for the customer's point of view too, right? so it's like they don't realize eighty percent of the time that it's perfect. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. And it just grates on their nerves when it when something's off by a little bit. Yeah. Yep. yep. And you know I like I I just pointed that out to my wife this week. She was kind of doing that to a service person that we interact with. It's like, "Honey, I mean, when was the last time you had to bring up anything <laughs> about the the quality of work that they did?" Yeah. And it's been years. Yeah. Um so just let how about we let this one go, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, I get it, but yeah, if it's a troublesome client, you got to think about walking away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we, I, I, you know, we will, and we're, we're good with that. I think, um, Yeah. we may be doing it soon for, for the first time we may be doing it soon.
1: So, yeah. That's soon. the tough part about a people business, right? It's, uh, it's, it's tough. I'm, I'm dealing with that a lot. I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm actually really kind of bummed out about it right now. <laughs> I'm really kind of trying to find ways that I can, um, uh, improve the people aspects of what it is that we're doing at mastermind jam. And, uh, Mm -hmm. it, uh, it's like, I don't know how to improve this one thing. I don't know if it can be improved. I don't know if it's just built in where this portion of it's just going to suck. And maybe I should hire somebody to deal with the suck, you know, and shield, you know, build a firewall. So I don't get disillusioned and not want to work on it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's, um, You know, uh, well, what, what specifically here you run into specifically you match people into a group and I send out an email and say, Hey guys, here's your, here's your group. Um, and I'm open to suggestions. Maybe I could do that better. But the point is, here's your group. Hey, how about the four of you talk amongst yourselves and, and get your first meeting in the books. And, um, I've got some more documentation on the way that's going to help you in your first few meetings. Um, and then one person will say, hey, you know, I'm really excited about uh, meeting. Let's get going, you know. And, and a lot of cool things have, have happened in my business since I filled out the profile. Um, you know, I can add some more days to my availability if that helps. And then, you know, I'll high-five that guy over email and say, hey, you know, way to step, step up. Way to be the first person to respond. Right, right. And then days will go by and that guy will email me. And it's like, Ken, the other three people haven't responded. What the fuck, man? <laughs> and I look and it's like... Uh, you all paid like fifty bucks to do this, right? Is
0: yeah. And, and how long has has it been that those people have been kind of in the queue?
1: Uh, uh, let's see. The most recent one was everybody in the group was less than three weeks in the queue. Mm-hmm. I've got people that were matched into a group, and because of the weirdness of their time zone, it took six weeks to match them into a group. Oh, that's tough. Because and. I can talk more about that later. How I can fix that problem, but um, every instance in in that case, those people were Johnny on the spot. Replied within um, about ninety minutes of getting the email. Um, so of those, the
0: of the you've just been matched. Yeah, email?
1: yeah, like one hundred percent response rate for the people that were on the in the queue longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but. So it's I don't see a pattern as far as the longer you're in the queue, the less likely you are to answer. However, I'm positive that if it were like an instant thing, you sign up, you get matched right then, I'm sure it would be closer to 100% where it would work out. Oh, right? sure. Yeah, 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 But any amount of time goes by between when you're hot to do this thing and you put the money down and, you, you, you know, you cool off. But I can't imagine cooling off to the point where I'm just like, what the fuck is this coming in? I'll uh, just throw that into the spam folder or whatever. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. No. Um, so there's a disconnect that I, I I I don't know how to get around um, any listeners or or Craig, if you have any ideas. Um, what what about warming them back up before you send the launch? So I send a weekly status update saying, hey, you're still in the queue. These are the things that uh, we're doing and get your match. So I'm still working on your match.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, what I'm working on now is getting together a regular weekly email newsletter. So I, I'm, you know, adding value to their lives, not just mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. to talk to them, not just about their match that's pending, but like, you know, either things that are relevant to mastermind groups, um, uh, maybe get the educational materials that I give post match. Maybe I can give those in advance and just say, Hey, once you do get matched, here's what you need to think about. I can do that easily. Um actually, um, this week I've been working on an info product. Um that I may or may not offer for free, like as a free ebook as a lead magnet kind of thing. Uh-huh. But just to get in the process and the habit and to figure out how hard it really is to, you know, put all my thoughts into like an ebook that's twenty pages long and offer it for download. <clears throat> and then I can, you know, at the bottom of post saying, Hey, um, click here for you know this thing and how could, long
0: so tell me more about the ebook what uh what's it on how long is it have you written it
1: it's 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 um 100% about mastermind groups okay right? um yeah so i haven't bran- branched out from there yet okay. so just 100% focused on mastermind groups and focused on the reasons people would have come to my site instead of some other sites mm-hmm. um and then uh, um going in depth about the life cycle of a mastermind group, right getting in um really introducing the concept of maybe this should be a limited time mastermind group. Um, I'm really exploring the idea of changing my advertising on the site to say this is going to be a six month mastermind group, like explicitly say that up front you know okay. this, this is a six month commitment, right? So it's not forever okay. um it's not you know a one day webinar, this is a six month commitment. Yeah, you know, I've been kind of waffling on the the, the length of time. It could be three months or four months, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. The point is, I think, I like that, by the way. Yeah, not the U.S., but I like it. Yeah, it, it changes. I think it changes the person's mindset as they're signing up a little bit, right? Um, for some people, it lowers risk. Um, like, well, because a question I get often is, "Man, you're just you know at random matching me up to people. Um, I don't get a chance to vet these people. Um, what if I don't like them?" Right. Uh, for some people, that's, you can't overcome that no matter what I say to them. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other people, I can send them two emails back and forth, answer a few questions. It's like, okay, cool, I'm satisfied. Here's my 50 bucks. Um, I've gone through about 20, 20 people have contacted me with that kind of thing on their mind. Um, and of those, it's been about 15 or 16 that I've been able to persuade. And just personal contact with them that this is a cool thing and um, um, it can work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So after all that work and thought that goes into it, and I'm really deep thinking about it, to, uh, working on this info product. And then I just get emails from people like, you know, hey, these people aren't replying or, you know, just two of us replied. What what happen- What happens if the other two people never reply? Right. And then I've tried like playing good cop bad cop. I'm like, "Okay, well, how about you reach out to him if we don't hear from him by 10 a.m. Central Time <laughs> on Friday, then I'm going to be bad cop and I'll send out a Daddy will come I'll send up. out a stern email that says, you know, you forfeit your refundable fee." You know, it's like Right. Come on, children. <laughs> how about we just be responsible? Hey, if you if you read the email and it doesn't look like a good fit to you, it looks kind of weird and it's like, "Why would I being a mastermind with these people. By the way, I personally, um, over the last um, four weeks that uh, I've got the new algorithm going, I've been sending myself the emails first, and I personally look through every single match. And I don't let it go out if I think it looks weird, right? And if there's something weird that happened in the algorithm, I go fix the algorithm until the match comes out right, and then I send the emails, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten to the point now where I've been able to send a couple of round rounds of matches without tweaking the algorithm. I'm feeling really great about that. That's great. So, so you were doing it by hand. Now the algorithm is back doing it? I was, uh, I'll say, hand-assisted. Sounds, <laughs> sounds dirty. <laughs> that was, sounds great. I was giving it some hand. It <laughs> uh... oh, sounds like a long road trip. <laughs> so the algorithm would do it. Okay. I would get these test emails in my inbox. And if I liked them, then i just go back to the algorithm. There's a little flag in the settings um, file that I can just set it to production mode and then run it again and it will kick the actual emails out to people. Right. Okay. So, I, I mean, literally I have hundreds of emails in a test folder in my inbox to purge, but, um, <clears throat> you know, I had one bug in there where, um, you know, time zones have been kind of a, of a, of a drag to work around. Mm-hmm. I Finally got my head around that. Um, but there's like, you know, that's like 150 emails just testing You know, and I have it just run five at a time. And then, okay, that worked out. Let's do the whole population. Okay, great. Send it. So anyway, the, uh, as it stands now, I've got about, um, actually, as of today, about 11 people waiting to get into a group. And um, for whatever reason, because of time zones or interests or experience or revenue, they're just not matching up to each other. Um, Those 11 people aren't... um, inclusive of any people that are in a group where say a four person group where, a th- you know, one of the people dropped out, um, who, and they're requesting another group or uh, person to be added in. Mm-hmm. Um, those, when I, when I go like and
0: my, ad- like my group, you mean, yeah,
1: yeah. Like your group. But there's, a, there's a few of those. I got about three groups that have asked to have another person added in, um, running a little behind on that. Cause I do those manually. Right. Cause okay. it doesn't happen that often. So it's like, uh, I just go in and and monkey in the database and put a person in into the group that looks like a good match, uh-huh. um, and that's worked. We're in out. the market.
0: We're in the market, by the way. So right. I don't know what your plan is? Yeah,
1: I saw your email. That's uh, that is again. It's a manual effort. And I just haven't gotten to it yet because this week right. has been hectic. But right. uh, anything that can be done automatically this week, like for instance, I've been batching up my customer support emails, and so you know when group matches go out. There's this flurry of responses because, you know, people just hit reply in the email to talk to the group members. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people remove me and they, they're like, OK, we don't need a CC can on this. We can take it from here. But other times they just hit reply. And they don't think about it. So I get to see a lot of cool conversations that that start you know like hey one guy's like hey I'm, you know I'm sorry I didn't reply I was traveling um, he's he works he has got a mining operation right it's like okay oh wow you know you get a pass for replying yeah, a little late yeah yeah but uh, anyway the uh, there's a lot of customer support email that comes in that's not actually support related Right. You know what I mean? So it's like my inbox is just flooded. And so instead of mm, in the middle of my day
0: You need to send those from a different mailbox.
1: Well, I am no longer sending them from my personal Ken um, yeah. email address. They come from feedback at Mastermind Jam. Uh-huh. So it goes into my help scout box. So at the end of the day, I'll take, you know, an hour and I'll work on emails <laughs> instead of just doing it here and there all day long. That's actually been kind of a boost to my psyche because it was just kind of a drag um you know i i'm worried about the day job I'm worried about family and then all of a sudden there's a crush of emails coming in right right and it's just hard to track which ones you've got to which ones you haven't gotten to but help scout as simple as it is um it really is no frills right i mean you use help scout to some extent right uh you know i
0: uh i'm going to start using it i haven't but i'm going to start sharing my personal inbox with uh someone on the team yeah and for that, um, I
1: think it would excel, right? I think, Yeah. It's and, just,
0: hey, if you can get half of this stuff done, that's great. Oh, yeah. That's that's all I need it for. You know,
1: if I had a VA or somebody to handle these, because mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a VA could easily glance at the matches, and I could give them a, a set of rules, like in a Google Doc, and say, okay, these are the rules for a match. And if you step through this document, and they match all these conditions, put them in a group. And, you know, yeah. for the groups that need an extra, I don't know what to call that, a top-up, <laughs> a refill or whatever, an additional member. But a human could do that. It's, it's amazing how much as a human you can eyeball this and see the patterns and figure it out. Whereas to make a machine do it, it's, it's a little tough sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, um, so I changed the way I've been onboarding users this last round. Um, I'm pretty excited about it because I've been going back and forth. So I had one, um, two two beta groups that I tested this out on where I sent them an email with a link in it. They go to a website and they see their potential match, and they say yes or no. Hands down, everybody said, you know, because I felt it would be kind of like a dating site. You could say, okay. Um, It's kind of anonymized. So you could say no without that awkward, you know, not responding to an email or, you know, saying, I'm sorry, guys, this isn't a good fit. Mm -hmm. Hands down, the response was, it was really frustrating and confusing because it actually um, increased the number of interactions by, a, a, you know, a, an exponent of four. Oh, really? Yeah, because as, as you add a person to the group, everybody who was already in the group gets to approve or decline the person that wants okay. to be added. Sure,
0: sure.
1: <laughs> so it's like an extra round of communication It's just like quintupled the amount of emails that everybody is getting instead of just one email. Suddenly you could get 16, 17, 20 emails you know, about filling a group and it's just not worth it, right? Yeah. So I I shut that down. And um and then um in my day job we've been having some sys ops issues with one of the customer sites I manage. And um we manage thirty six e commerce sites for this one big customer. And it's, you know, there's the development staff, there's all the headaches that go into it. There's the sysops of keeping the servers running, um trying to find a good uh, maintenance window in the middle of the night where you can do maintenance without kicking a customer off the the site that's shopping. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, I'm a I'm a team of one here working on Mastermind Jam, and I've literally got um, customers that go all the way from Israel over to I've got one guy in Tonga, right? Uh huh. And it's like, what's my maintenance window? <laughs> uh, and it's like, what happens if the site goes down? Because I'm pushing an update or something and somebody's in the middle of their group or in the middle of their meeting or in the middle of logging their goals for the week. and um, These are all, there are answers to all those questions, right? But it's just a matter of, I don't have time to think about that right now. So I'm kind of happy to not launch this group software right yet. So I doubled down on the email process that I was doing, um, inspired by, you know what Breck Palumbo said to you guys on Rogue um, Startups episode. What episode was that, Craig? Uh, what ep- I don't know. I could look it
0: up. It's been five or six episodes now. Uh, yeah, so 35 maybe.
1: Yeah. I. Uh...
0: Yeah, he's, you know, I, it, was, well, it was good for me too, right? I mean, I had the same sort of, uh, you know, reaction after talking to him. It was like, wow, you know, I I feel like uh, it was episode 34. But, you know, I feel like I have my head so far up SaaS, right? That it's tough to see the potential of other stuff, and other stuff probably is a lot easier and quicker to implement, and easier to see the reward of. Yeah. Than developing software.
1: Yep.
0: I mean, you've seen that, right? Because you've been working on automating your system for a long time, whereas you you could have, like you said, done it manually or relatively manually.
1: Well, that And brings,
0: spent that time and money doing other stuff.
1: That's exactly right. I mean, back to the point I, I started into earlier was, you know, the people waiting a while for matches. And I'm, in my mind as a programmer, for, you know, for quite some, a few many years here, I want to find a way to automate this to speed up the decision-making process and ways to streamline the algorithm and to take myself out of the puzzle thinking that I'm the holdup here. But I could have spent that time on traffic building opportunities. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the issues I've had would have been resolved just by having four times as many people in the system.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You do have a, a, an issue of, it's not, it's it's not a double-sided marketplace, but it is a, a a marketplace of scale.
1: Yeah. It's like Tinder. If you had one sign Mm -hmm. up a week Mm -hmm. on Tinder, do you want to be on Tinder? No. Right. Yeah, You've already swiped right or left on that one person. I, right. What else is there? Um, so a lot of these issues, you know, like people, four weeks go by after they signed up and they're getting an email. Or even if it's a week or two weeks, people just aren't responding 100% of the time. Um, where I honestly don't know what to do.
0: So let's get, uh, I, I think we both need to get real a little bit with this what do you think the long-term viability of Mastermind Jam is as a
1: large-scale business? I think it's a list-building opportunity. I don't think there's a large-scale business to be had here. Okay. And and that's just being one hundred percent honest,
0: right? Yeah, no, I think no, no, and and just just to be perfectly honest too, I I think the same of Podcast Motor. In the in as far as just offering the service, yeah. Uh, I mean, it would. It would. We will start getting less profitable as we scale. And something Brian Castle and I talked about a couple weeks ago is like, right now we we're feeling kind of tapped out to to scale double from here. We would need to add like two and a half times as many people.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So then you know your margins start eroding. Not to mention just the wear of everything. I think you probably see the same thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, just to put myself in the driver's seat of your company, I feel that to scale your organization it would it would start to look more like a software company where you need a quality assurance lead and a customer care lead and mm-hmm. you know somebody that actually you know listens to these you know listens to the work product and catches issues before they get to the customer but that also erodes your bottom line and it also eats into your turnaround time yeah um there there is a ceiling there right um and that's, you know, the same kind of ceiling we bump into in my day job, in my consulting job. And, you know, back to my business, I think there's a ceiling with how far the current business model can go, right? And I've talked about this. The the one-time fee has no legs. It's just mm-hmm. kind of a – that's just keeping people honest, right? Mm-hmm. So all philosophy aside – my goal right now is to simply work on building traffic. Um, because I've I've made the assumption all the way since I started it is I'm going to work on the product and get the product as good as I can get it. And just looking at the numbers I've had so far, I've had some vague feelings that have helped me make an assumption that I can, I can just get traffic when I want to turn that knob up, right? I can just flip that switch and open the spigot and the traffic will come because... Some people are getting in on their own accord. I'm not doing anything. So there must be some need if people are finding me without me looking for them. Right. So I've made the assumption that now if I actually actively go out and look for them, whether it be whatever method that is, right, whether it be a, a sweepstakes giveaway or e course, uh, some um, info products, um, Facebook ads, you know, Google ads, you know, LinkedIn, whatever, um, guest blogging. I'm exploring all these things right now, by the way. I've got a spreadsheet going, trying to. Mm-hmm. Organize My thoughts on this, but if I can find an avenue where I can get a steady stream of people coming in where mastermind solves that problem, um, then I can start turning knobs on other aspects of my business that are lacking. Right. So I can start ch- tweaking the, the, the pricing model differently and testing whether people are willing to pay more for it or, you know, at the current rate, I need 200 customers a month. Is it possible to get 200-plus customers a month for Mastermind Jam at the current level? Yes or new no?
0: Cu- new customers. Yeah,
1: brand new every month, right? That's yeah. what would have to happen. Yeah. To me, that sounds ludicrous, and that's just that's a non-starter. But it's a question, though. I have to answer mm-hmm. the question. Even if my assumptions are correct, that that's a no, I need to know that. Um, is there some kind of recurring revenue value that I can offer to these people where they would pay me monthly for that value? Um, I've had a lot of assumptions on what those things would be, I need to have enough traffic to test those ideas, right? Right now, I don't have enough traffic to know that if I offer a recurring pricing structure, does that increase or decrease conversions in my funnels? So I I have to just, I have to get real and get to the bottom of that root assumption that caused me to spend all this time on this. And the assumption was Um, where there's smoke, there's fire, enough people signed up for this on day one. That gives me hope that it's big enough problem that people will, will keep seeking me out. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess the big reason I've been so depressed on this in the last week and a half is sending out match emails and people not replying. Right. And it's not like, it's not like 75% of the people don't reply. That's not it. Um, it's like four groups specifically where either two or three people didn't reply. And, you know, in that batch, I had sent out 16 in that batch. And that's just, that's significant. Four groups out of 16 in that batch didn't respond. Um, that's a large enough percentage that I have to start asking myself, do people care, you know? Mm-hmm. Were they hot on this? And, I, sh- you know, I should have had enough... Uh, people in the system on day one and on moment one, when they press press the submit on their credit card information, that I could just right away give them a match, and then they would have been happy and replied. Or would the, these people have flaked out anyway? You know, they would have gone to a meeting and then, or or skipped the meeting and then just you know fizzled out. So, best
0: case scenario, if you're able to turn it around in a week, you would obviously want to put like a a week long lead in drip sequence saying okay hey we're matching you up you'll expect your results by this time yeah as you get ready here are the first few things to consider for your first meeting yep i would i would really bridge the gap pretty well to where even if it give them something daily is, i mean a week for me is about as long as i would want to wait
1: yeah but okay um, to that point. to stay
0: hot on it and stay engaged i mean that's the whole point right? you want to stay engaged long term
1: but to that point after a week Wouldn't you have emailed me and said, dude, um, if this isn't going to happen, I'll just take a refund. No no harm, no foul.
0: If you're managing my expectation, then I'm cool.
1: Yeah. No, I'm just saying, why aren't people reaching out to me Mm. and letting me know that they're pissed or they're disappointed? Sure. Right? Sure. Because I know most people if they're okay with something they don't they don't reach out to you and let you know that they're still okay with it but yeah if they're upset yeah. you know i mean i guess you know i guess you know maybe there's some yelp community or some uh reddit thread or something somewhere where people are bad-mouthing me about this and i don't know it but uh nah. <laughs> some private you know message board somewhere where people are like oh that's such a scam you know it's been two weeks and still haven't been matched i hope right. that's not the case that particular problem i can i can fix that with traffic building but however if if i'm bringing in traffic that either isn't converting or is converting but are not the right kind of people that can really benefit from this group see value from it and continue meet with their meetings um what's what's the point of it <laughs> right, do I right. want to just be running an info product business where I'm matching people in these groups and I don't care if they succeed or fail. I got their money, and I'm moving on to the next batch of people every month. I, just, I don't have any interest in that. that's not what I'm in for um, as you know from to the stair step approach, I think this is a great, really low step step in the stair step right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really learning some things about me and the way I manage time and the way I balance the business and my family. Um, I'm learning some things about how I can check my assumptions and validate them more quickly. You know, in my mastermind group, um, rich buggy has been tearing me a new asshole every week about, um, you know, everything I tell him I'm doing. He's like, yeah, still sounds like you're procrastinating getting traffic. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I don't think you should be doing that. I think you should be getting traffic, you know, every week. Um, so I f- I'm finally listening to them um, and throwing some traffic at this and seeing if I can. Um, what are if- you What are you doing to get traffic? Right now, I'm not. Uh, the thing I'm working on right now because I have, um, I have limited time, so right I have to focus. And so I, I've put together a spreadsheet of all the possible things I can do. Right, mm-hmm. and with mm-hmm. uh, and for each one, I I put what the first step would be you know just to get me going on that thing. And so the first thing that a lot of the different traffic um avenues need from me is um relevant blog posts in the in the in the vertical and uh, some kind of lead magnet. At least one, but preferably more than one where I'm blogging, I send people to some kind of value added ebook or thing, video whatever it is. And then they get that and then that leads to the next thing, right? In the funnel. I can't even, you know, on my, on the blog right now, um, first of all, the theme is overly complicated. It looks too corporate-y, blah, 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 blah. I've heard that from a lot of people. I'm going to simplify that very quickly. I'm just going to choose uh, like the default WordPress name and start working on it. But the, um, <clears throat> the blog posts that are there, you know, are also really not mastermind group focused, right? Um also the blog posts that are out there were you know purchased. I didn't sit down and write those, right? So I can't right. go to somebody and right. say, "Hey, can I guest blog for you?" and and that's the product I have as a reference material. Yeah. So okay, so that traffic avenue is is out for me right now. I can't guest blog at the moment. And you know, tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, maybe this is just imposter syndrome talking but I don't feel um other than um my my um, my rambling on this podcast. I don't really have a product of my thoughts in this space to show people.
0: Mm.
1: No, that's a, that's a good point. So you know, it's it, it kind of sucks to realize that. right? <laughs> so after all this time, I haven't written about it, other than the private emails that I send to customers. I've written about a lot to them. So why can't I expound on some of the points I touched upon um, in the writing? Um, I can do that. That's easy. Um, as far as I say, it's easy, but it's, it's still time consuming to do yeah. it. Yeah, uh, no doubt. Yeah. So that's, that's where I am in the process. And then once I have something that I can drive any traffic to, right, it doesn't have to be the world's best thing ever. You know, yeah. You know, I just need a, a seed of a grain of, you know, some kind of value that is bigger than a blog post so i need some blog posts that's free content that offers value i need a lead magnet that i can hook people into from there and then i can start driving traffic to those content pieces right that's just standard content marketing right i'm i haven't been doing it i've been skipping that step because i had a free source of traffic in microconf and some blog um podcast mentions that kind of you know it's kind of like um it's helped me. It's, it's been a crutch, right? So it's, it's, it's been convenient where I didn't have to think about it. Um, so now it's time to get real and see if I can, can I drive traffic to a blog that talks about this? Can I get people to download this info product? Um, what traffic sources are good places to find it? Um, entrepreneurs in our space that want to know more about a mastermind group, right? So where do they hang out on the web? Can I approach them? Um, can they be persuaded to come over and, and, and read my post, um, talk about it, share it, you know, mm-hmm. Even, mm-hmm. um, can I re syndicate it on medium? Do I get any more traffic that way? And then I can start running these experiments and drive, you know, would a Facebook ad be effective? Should I run retargeting? Would that be effective? And then, um, that's going to be a lot of learning for me. Um, and all of that activity Um, I'm really hoping to see a corresponding uptick in conversions on the landing page for the service, right? That's, so that's the assumption I need to test. I've always said that, you know, once I get this product right, I can, I can, I've got people finding it on their own. So why wouldn't they find me easier if I were to advertise it? So Mm -hmm. let's, Mm -hmm. let's test it, you know, stop fucking around, Ken. Let's test it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's interesting, man. I mean, I think I'll be very interested to hear how that goes, and if you do, if you do drive the volume way up, what it means to to the business. Um, I, I'm, you know, I, I've started looking around at the same thing. I mean, for the most part, Podcast Motor has been word of mouth driven so far, and you know, we have uh, some products around podcasting, information products around podcasting that I'm starting to really look at actively marketing and it's a daunting task to say, well, we've gotten here so far pretty much, you know, without a lot of real marketing work. And now if you have to sit down and plan out a marketing strategy and try to really sell something on, on scale and that's, that's the difference between like sales and marketing. I think it's like marketing is like in mass, we're going to do this and it's going to apply to a bunch of people we don't know. Whereas sales is like, I'm going to go talk to this person and ask if I can do their podcast. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to think about. It. And and I mean, we're talking about similar things. I'm talking about a $40 book. You're talking about a 40 or $50 mastermind match. And it. I agree. It's a great learning experience. If you learn how to not just write a blog post, because everybody knows how to do it, but then share it with the right people and ask them to share it with you, the next set of people. And then if you get traction on that, then how do you how do you scale that up to the next level of influencer? And if you do Facebook ads, which I think are hugely valuable, right? Well, you know, how do you drive people? What what selection criteria do you use? And then you get people on your email list, and how do you email market them? And I mean, I th- for people who haven't really really m- created a, a, a marketing strategy, it's it's Everest, right? Yeah. I think, I mean, it, it, I, I'm sitting here looking at it to sell a $40 book and it's like, even with the email list we have after the giveaway, it's just doing an email launch sequence for the book is kind of a big task. And you know,
1: it's not about, you, you and I don't think have a knowledge gap here, right? Like we no, know no, we no. know how to approach it. We know how to get started. The hard part, <laughs> that's not the hard part, at least for me, um, it's, it's really after the day job, you know, balancing with the family. I've got to find energy to really, yeah. really put my head out there and, and, and put myself out there to be rejected, right? And the, the emotional energy too, right? Yeah, the, yeah, that's exactly it. The emotional energy. It's not energy. the physical
0: thing. It's like at the end of the day, after you get the stuff done, you have to get done for the business. Do you have a good hour of mental capacity to say, okay – what five emails am I going to send to these people? Yeah. And what and who the, who are those people?
1: Yeah. What is the one thing I can do this evening in this hour that I've got free that moves the ball forward? Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's like, ugh, I really have like 16 hours worth of work to do. Since I only have an hour tonight, I, I don't even want to think about it. It's just like, fine, I'll put that mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. That's what's happened to me this week, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I got I got 30, 30 minutes last night to work on something. Screw it. I'm just going to, you know. I'm going to help my, I'm going to help my kid put it stickers on his toy car. You know, it's like, yeah, I need to get better at getting over the hurdle of, okay, you know, suck it up. You got an hour. Let's let's find something you can do with that hour. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying take hours away from the kids and the family. I'm saying when you have an hour, that's truly free, right? Kids are in bed. Dishes are done. And, um, what can you, what can you do? Or, you know. I've been also really working hard to get to bed a little earlier every night so I can get up earlier. And um, it's been rough for me because literally for my entire life, I've been a night owl and a guy who hates waking up early. And uh, I don't know if I inherited it or learned it from my mom, but that's just the way I've always been. And uh, so it's foreign to me to be up with a laptop open at like five in the morning or six in the morning and trying to be creative and think about my stuff. Mm -hmm. But the advantage has been, like a lot of times at the end of the day, in the middle of the night, I've given all my best hours, all my best energies to other things. And so when it comes down time to work on my business, I really don't want to sit down and come up with a clever marketing scheme or um, some new angle on the funnel or just to do, you know, the ebook, right? And so if I do that first thing in the morning, I know that's done, it's out of the way. And before, before the first customer calls come in.
0: Yeah, that's smart.
1: So it's logical. It's, it's smart. It sounds great. And it, it, the two mornings it's happened so far, it's been great. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. my struggle. I'm, I'm really working on that. Um, <clears throat> because my wife goes to bed early. My, you know, the kids go to bed at 8.30, 9 o'clock. I've been at least trying to make an effort to sleep when they sleep and be awake when everybody else is awake and see if that, works better because my sleep schedule has really been clashing with the family. You know, after that talk we had with Sherry, Walling, you know, my wife and I have really been having some conversations about things we could each do better. And it's like looking at it, you know, time blocking it out. It's like, (laughs) I'm like the third shift guy, right? Everybody else goes home and then I come in and I turn the lights on and I do my work. And that doesn't work for a dad and a husband. So,
0: yeah.
1: How did we get here? We were on, I'm wondering, I'm sorry. Um, Back to podcast motor. So you've got a uh, you've got a book you're working on. You said the product you're working on is a book. Uh,
0: yeah, man. We have uh, we wrote a book, uh, and I finished it up a, about a month, three weeks ago, I guess. And um, yeah, I, and I think it's it's a great book. I mean, it walks through a lot of what I know about podcasting, and and so it's uh, I, I think it's a good. good good place for people to get started um, and a good way for us to succinctly show a lot of people you know what what podcasting is all about Um, and yeah it's the first time I've ever really sold a thing so you know selling a product is very different than selling a service for me at least Um, because the the promise of a service is really what happens after you start the promise of a product is what you get up front so um you know, for selling podcast motor service, it's easy because it's a lot of it's me and the people, the trust people have in me and our team, and and to sell a product is a lot more upfront selling and you know, hey, this is what you're gonna get and this is what it's gonna deliver and these are the results you're gonna see. So right. it's um, <clears throat> it's been interesting. It's been interesting to look at really selling it in mass and and what I what I can do there. And I I don't have it hashed out yet. So okay. Well, but it's great. I mean, you can find it if, if anybody's interested. Definitely check it out. Let me give me your feedback. Um podcastmotor.com slash guide is the is the website or the URL, and uh, it's on Gumroad, sold through Gumroad. So it's it's I think it's great. It's about fifty pages um, and super in depth on some technical stuff and some content and mindset and focus stuff. So yeah, but um, uh, well, I should. Yeah, diet- I mean, part of it is I, I think that it's just diversifying our exposure and our income a little bit, but it's also hopefully positioning us as experts on, on the topic, which is important for a lot of reasons. Right.
1: Well, as you're diving into creating the, the launch plan for that product, who are the, um, you know, if you're going to name the top two or three influencers, you know, are, are you modeling your launch sequence or, you know, your marketing efforts for that product after anybody that, uh, you care to name, or is it just kind of an amalgam of everything you've ever learned?
0: Yeah, no, it it it's it's gonna be um the email launch sequence is gonna be based pretty closely off of something from Brennan Dunn, so from his launch of W your freelancing. Uh-huh. Um and then we are gonna create tiers of the product, a la Nathan Barry, and his audience book. Yeah. Uh so we're gonna kinda hybrid those two together and um you know, create a lot in the email sequence. It's going to be similar to the email sequence I have for people who sign up for our list. Yeah. Uh, you know, what this is what podcasting is, is. Why you need a podcast and all that kind of stuff. Um, but 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 then tailor it specific for the book. Where you know, hey, don't create a shitty podcast. Right, create a great podcast because it can do this, and to create a great podcast, you need to do that. And it instead of seven emails, it's going to be like four. And then a pretty hard sell, and and then some feedback, and then another pretty hard sell. Because the reality is, like after the giveaway, I have like thirty eight hundred people on my email list.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't need, I mean, I don't need thirty eight hundred people on my email list. I love sharing the information I have with them. They don't need to be on my email list for me to share my blog posts with them. But um, if they're just going to sit on the list and not open my emails, I don't want them on the list.
1: Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, it's just more money for Rob Walling every month, which I, I love giving Rob my money because I think drip is a great service, but um, you know, the whole purpose of building the list is to have a platform to be able to sell things to people. And um, if I can't really do that, then I don't need to be doing that. You know, I don't need those people to be on a list. I don't need to be sending those emails to them. Um, so yeah that might be a little too honest but that's no that's, that's the reality
1: that's, that's reality cuz i was i i've been thinking about this a lot um you know i don't know if you do this but i kind of um catalog launch sequences as they come at me because a lot of these i'm really tempted to buy right and that actually makes i kind of i do this weird out of body thing where i i'm in the moment i'm like man i i actually would like to pull the trigger on um uh, for example brian harris's um 10k yeah. subs program yeah that launch sequence was genius, right? And so you know, there's, you know, there's. Real world, Ken says, "Oh man, I could really actually use this right at this point." And, you know, um, he says, "Whether you need a hundred people or a thousand people on your list or ten thousand subscribers, um, wherever you're at, we can help your 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 list grow, and that helps you, you know, obviously sell more product. Um, well, not obviously, maybe in a service business, but you know, when you're selling a product, definitely the list size helps." And then, of course, he gives all the glowing case studies and whatnot, whatnot mm-hmm. which, was, you know, it's kind of like seeing the, the weight, dramatic weight loss results on the new fitness trainer in, in late night infomercials. But and then, you know, there's me flying at 10,000 feet. And I'm looking down just at the overall um, layout of, of his launch. And it's just fascinating to me. Right, And I did this, I remember when Nathan Berry was launching uh, Authority, and I I still subscribe to Ramit Sethi's, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. emails because I'm just fascinated by launch sequences, right? And Brian does this, um, the guys over at Thrive, Shane Malach does this at Thrive Themes where, you know, it's the email with the click through to the video of him promoting just that one step of value that might mention the impending launch, right? And it gets more and more intense as it builds, Um are you planning any video content for your your product
0: right so that's gonna be one of the uh one of the tiers so yeah. so the basic tier is the book the, the next tier is um a book plus a couple of guides and like checklists and walkthroughs and things like that uh-huh. um and then the third tier is gonna be uh, a couple of videos of strict of content planning and mindset stuff and Real how tos, like a walkthrough of how to set up a podcast, right? Uh in the technical stuff. So yeah,
1: yeah. Put your microphone here. Click this button. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, are no, you gonna I mean, do you know,
0: like iTunes and PowerPress and
1: yeah? My the point of the video question was yes. In a product, you know, I'm curious. Are you gonna do any video content in there? But also in the marketing lead up to the launch, are you gonna do any video? Mm-hmm. You know, I think cause... yeah.
0: I think you really need to.
1: Yeah, because Brennan does that. He does a great job of that. Paul Jarvis does a great job of that. Yeah. Uh, I've seen more and more people, even if it is setting up the, uh, you know, the the iPhone on a tripod and talking into it, people have been doing great work um, in that, in that respect.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's all part of,
0: that's what we're talking about is marketing. I mean, that takes time and effort and no kids at home and can't do it yeah. at 930 at night. And yeah. it's it's um yeah it's challenging (laughs) it's it's, It's just challenging i mean i I think i think it's uh it's a great learning experience like you said i mean i think podcast motor is a great experience for me it's a great learning experience i think launching a product within podcast motor is going to be a great experience um and i think it will teach me a lot of things about what i like and i don't like about services and products um and and, you know podcast motor is not going to be all the money I ever need, it's, it's good money and will continue to be good money, I think. But um, I think it, it, it gives me a launching point for other things, and it gives me a launching point in terms of my skills and confidence. So You know,
1: Brian Harris started that way, right? He started a productized service where he mm-hmm. was making uh, – well, they explain our videos. Anyway, they are videos for people.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then um, he used that as a platform to talk about how he launched the productized service business, and then he started selling products.
0: Yeah. And yep.
1: uh he is where he is. But um so maybe that's your path. Maybe there's corollaries there.
0: Yeah, no, I think so. I mean I think you know, and then one thing we talked about before is I know I know a lot of people, I mean a lot of our customers are big time people, right? I mean Brendan Dunn's a customer, Nathan Barry's a customer, Paul Jarvis is yeah. a customer, yeah. Stelly and Heaton are customer. I mean, we've we have some great customers. So even if I autopilot Podcast Motor and just take care of those 10 people, I can go do something else very easily, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it, I mean, I don't think that's what I'm going to do, but if I did, that would be fine. Cool.
1: So. All right. Well, let's go, let's go build some traffic, man. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to drink a beer and go to sleep. But I, oh, You didn't hear me open my beer. I've been drinking my beer this whole time. My <laughs> beer up on your
0: Oh, way. right on, man. Well, hey, I want to, no, look, I have, I have a handful of questions real quick. Just I'm going to rapid fire yeah, hit me. One of the things we're doing with uh, with this this new cadre of uh, email subscribers, I'm going to do a survey to find out more about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, type form or Woofu
1: or something else. Depends on how many questions and the complexity of the questions. Five questions, multiple choice. Type form.
0: Okay. Um. I want to include like a chance to win a hundred dollar Amazon gift card or something like that. You think that's a good carrot for people to fill out a survey? Everybody who in- finishes the survey and submits it gets entered into a chance to win. Yes. Okay. Uh, pricing
1: for a book. <laughs> How big is the book? What's the book on? <laughs> no, my book, my
0: book is 50 pages on podcasting,
1: 50 pages on podcasting. Um, just by itself or with other Mm -hmm, worksheets mm -hmm. and videos. Yeah. Um, I would consider you an expert in podcasting right now. You know, this isn't like the free video you can see on YouTube of how to start your own podcast. Um, I would bench my mark, my price on whatever, um, the guy over at audacity of podcasts is charging for his book mm uh, I
0: actually had him I interviewed him last week for for Podcast Motors podcast. So Yeah. Yeah. Good guy. Um okay. he's got right, several
1: it. products that he sells. I would I would look at his and, and benchmark it near there because uh, you know all right, we'll get to your next question. I could talk no, uh, that was it. Him. Yeah. That was it. Yep. Yeah, I, I I started following him because he had amazing tips on how to use Audacity to edit your podcast. I finally got caught up on his blog. He switched to Adobe Audition uh, a while ago. Yeah. Or, or, All of yeah. our
0: guys use Audition. Yeah. Every one of them.
1: And he gave a great um, blog post on why he switched, and uh, it was fantastic. I'm already a um, a creative um, customer, Adobe Creative Cloud customer, so I might just download it. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I care that much. Like, when I edit, I feel that I do a good job in Audacity. I have the process down where I can do it really fast. Yeah. And do I care to keep up with the Joneses? Because I'm, you know, I'm not, my my ambition is not to become an expert podcast right. editor. Right, right, So, anyway.
0: Yeah, man, GarageBand.
1: <laughs> don't use it. it just rocks. Nice. It rocks. I Definitely. hated GarageBand. The one time I edited it in there, I was furious to... I was furiously looking for something else it's like, yeah it's gotta be something oh, else you.
0: not for everybody
1: yeah I and mean, you didn't like audacity because you can't s- swipe scroll which i get it yeah that's frustrating sometimes yeah
0: it's a deal breaker all you all all you audacity programmers out there <laughs> open source folk yeah
1: all right cool cool man all
0: right man well uh i'll hollish soon let's let's not have it be so long before the next uh yeah, next show.
1: I can take some of the blame for that we've just been busy right oh, Yeah, yeah it's crazy it's crazy
0: all right well we'll uh, we'll get on it soon all right cool all right man have a good one all right peace out all right. see you thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Nights and Weekends podcast with Craig Hewitt and Ken Wallace to stay up to date and learn more about balancing your family and your startup visit www.nightsandweekendspodcast.com we'll catch you next time